Hello, and welcome to another episode of Young Black Misses. I am your host, Morgan F. And buckle in if you're in the mood to get out of the country or just get out of your town. Because this episode is all about travel. In our main event, I have my travel agent, Miss Rachel, to talk about. She offered a lot of great tips about traveling, being safe while you're traveling abroad, how to purchase tickets for the cheap, and just things of that nature. Just super interesting tips that she offered. So stay tuned for that, but we're going to get into some segments before we roll into the main event. And I don't know why. I think I got nervous when I was looking at her. I kind of butchered the intro to that, so just ignore that. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Young Black Misses, and I I see that I'm getting some people on my Facebook, so that's cool. Uh, Yeah, let's get on with the show. Shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls, So since we're talking about traveling, one of, in this episode, one of the things that I absolutely hate is packing. I hate packing. I hate packing. I hate unpacking. So shaking my curls at packing, that is literally the worst thing. And especially when you're going, when you're going out of town or you're going out of the country and you just, you don't know what all to bring. And as prepared as you think you can be checking the weather weeks before and looking up on Pinterest to figure out what to pack during a certain time of year. It just never, it just never matters. It, it just, it honestly never matters. And you'll always be clueless, I think. So when I packed for, for Italy, I didn't know what to bring. I wanted to kind of fit in and look a little bit like how they were looking, but this brown skin was not going to let, you know, you're going to know I was an American, but I wanted to have the jackets. I wanted the scarf. I wanted, you know, my hair to flow in the wind as I was in Venice. So I packed so much stuff. I mean, I packed maybe 12 outfits, but well, more tops than jeans. And it was just, and I barely wore half of it. I ended up realizing I was only there for like five days instead of, cause I didn't factor in the two travel days. And I just, it was just not good. So, and people that can pack all their stuff for like a week's worth of travel and the carry-on are the real daggone MVPs. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. And my thing is, I want to bring stuff back with me. So I'm just, I'm shaking my curls at packing for trips, but I'm boosting those people that can actually pack light and pack right, because that is a skill that I don't have. On to the next segment. What you chewing? So, for this week's episode of What You Chewing, I have 
quinoa bowl with spinach, mushrooms, and a fried egg. Why am I speaking so slowly? Because I don't know. I'm excited. Let's eat. And I sprinkle my, uh, oh, I haven't talked about this everything bagel seasoning on here, but I mixed that throughout, so it's going to be great. And as you can probably assume, I had to get my yolky, my yolky um, egg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty simple to make. You just fix the quinoa, per the instructions on the package. Season with salt and pepper. Please, you gotta season. You gotta season your food. Salt, while you're waiting for that to get its cook on, you're gonna saute your mushrooms, season after they've, you know, they've dropped down, they've shrunk like curly hair likes to. Then you salt and pepper, add your garlic to it. Um, all by adding olive oil to saute it then you in the same in the same skillet go ahead and add that spinach to it while you're finishing it and then once your spinach has shrunk much like the mushrooms go ahead and put that to the side and in a bowl along with the mushroom then you're going to want to fry your egg however you like to fry your egg i like mine yolky i'm gonna keep eating because mm, 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 mm. that's what I do. On to the next segment, boo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hello, and welcome to another episode of our main event. I have with me Rachel, who is my travel agent. She's going to help me get to London and Paris this year. And I just wanted to have her on the show so she could explain to folks what she does, which I think is super awesome, and then why you need her in your life. So, <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You need Rachel, you know? So first, you know, just say hi to the folks real quick and just give them a little bit of information about you. Awesome. Well, um, first off, I'm really um, delighted and honored that you asked me to be on your show. Um, I'm really thrilled. So um, it's great to be here today. Um, so I, I am originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a Midwest girl at heart, but I moved to New York City um, and um, I started my travel agency in 2016, April 2016, and it was after having two weddings a week apart. My husband is from Ireland, um, and so we ended up having two major weddings because he has 39 first cousins. So he's, <laughs> if you can imagine 39 first cousins, that means he has 16 aunts and uncles on either side. Wow. Um, so yeah, 30, yeah, 32 aunts and uncles and 39 first cousins. So there's a lot of um, family members. So we felt like it would be a really one-sided wedding if we did just one in Kansas City. So we decided to be crazy and do two. And that's kind of what started me in on um, travel planning because we had a lot of people coming over either from Europe to America or vice versa, America over to Europe. Um, so that's it's kind of what started the idea of um, the business that I have today. Nice. Okay. And so I, <laughs> we were talking, I'm laughing because you know, I think you know what I'm about to say of the boutique thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so kind of describe your style as an agent and explain what means. So you're not like me. Like <laughs> So, so um, I read my email, but whatever. 
Not, not at all. Not at all. So it's, um, you know, with, with the travel industry today, it's really changed and transformed a lot. So, um, the traditional travel agent, um, and, and what they do and how they work, um, it's, it's really changed, uh, um, just so much, you know, in 2019. And so how I work is completely different. Um, and I consider myself um, a boutique travel planner, which essentially just means it's a lot more of a personalized, um, special experience that I would offer to my clients. Um, so when I say boutique, it's just more of a one-on-one, -on -one, you're only working with me, you're not working with a team of agents. Um, it's just going to be, you know, I offer like a concierge service while my clients travel. Um, so I'm in contact with you while you're abroad. If anything is canceled and if anything is delayed, if you have questions about currency, anything, I'm there for you. Uh, because I also live in Europe, so I'm on the same time zone as my clients. So um, boutique, it has a lot of different meanings, I think. Uh, but it's just, I, I work completely different than what a traditional travel agency would be. So this one-on-one -on -one, like concierge type thing, I guess this is something I, I've never, I've, I've only worked with one travel agent before and they kind of just gave me, you know, they found me the discounted rate and a couple packages that they could offer me using their travel agent hookup for a lack of a better a word. But it yeah. sounds like, I mean, from my experience, you're, you're literally making my itinerary and doing all this kind of stuff. So is that really the difference? Yeah, but it, I think, well, I mean, a big part of what makes me different is just the opportunity that I have since I've been traveling full time since November 2016. My husband and I both have our own businesses. So obviously, if it didn't work for both of us, I wouldn't be going abroad and leaving him. Um, <laughs> But we, <laughs> we live out of our suitcase, you know, so we're in November, it'll be our start of our fourth year doing it. Um, and so we move every month to a new city. And so really what it allows me to do is be current on the ground, you know, getting to know guides, creating personal relationships, but also, you know, restaurants, cafes, all those things change very, very quickly. Um, I mean, in big cities like Paris, like London, Berlin, New York, all these places, you know, things can change year to year. So having that on the ground knowledge that also gives you an opportunity to know the best places to eat, the best bang for your buck. Um, you know, I think that's important, but specifically with the concierge service, you know, having contact while you're abroad, um, unfortunately, because we have all this technology today, businesses, even in the tourism industry tend to email, like I've had things happen where, you know, a guide gets sick and, you know, they say, we don't have any more guides for the day. I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to cancel that, you know, and that's less than eight hours, you know, away. So that's me getting it rescheduled for clients. Um, and you know, because vacation time is precious and your money is precious. And when you're abroad and maybe this is the only time, let's say you're going to be in France or, or, or Paris or Rome or wherever you're at, it's, it's really important to, to make sure you get to see these things that you've dreamt about seeing your whole life. Yes. And that is, I, and so, okay. So when I went on my honeymoon, I, I planned it myself without really yeah. understanding everything that was going on. I wish I had, had you back then. That would have been, <laughs> so I felt like when I got there, I, I was in uh, a suburb outside of world. I don't know what they call it. A, a little town outside of uh, Florence. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the name of the, the town, but then I realized, like, my husband was like, oh, we'll drive everywhere, we'll drive everywhere, not realizing, no, don't drive, take a train to get me to the spot, and so we missed the opportunity to have a guide in Pisa because we drove down there. Yeah. So that, I mean, just but having you around to know this kind of stuff would have been 
you know what I mean? So. <laughs> you know, but I think it's just hard in, in like this time in our lives when, you know, we're working long hours. Um, there's a lot to do. You come home and sometimes even if you really enjoy planning a trip, it's really tiring to go through a million trip advisor reviews or to spend the hours researching because, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm going to Paris, but there's over eight different bike tour companies in Paris. Do you want to spend the time deciding which one you think is the best or, you know, so I just think it gets overwhelming nowadays. There's so many options, which is amazing, but it's almost like there's too many. And so you can just kind of get lost in this black hole of the internet and being like, okay, you know, and people's reviews as well. You could read a, re a review for a restaurant and they'll either say it was the best meal they ever had or it's the worst meal they ever had. And it's, <laughs> it just gets really exhausting, I think. So you sound like you're primarily doing trips abroad. Is that correct? Do you have like a region that you specialize in? Yeah. So my main, um, you know, my real specialty would be Europe. Um, I do do a lot of trips to Hawaii, um, but I also do some trips to Asia. I, I have a main focus would, that would be Thailand. And uh, that would be, you know, a big place that I've ended up sending a lot of, actually a lot of solo female travelers, uh, which is wow. pretty damn cool. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, I, the amount of solo female travelers I have, um, you know, and I've had in the last three years, it's, it's a huge amount. So it's, it's really cool. It's such a safe time to travel as women. Okay. That's, we can talk about safety in a moment here. Cause that's something that my, my mother in love, when I was going over to Europe, she was like pickpocketers, pickpocketers are everywhere. So I was like, so we'll, we'll circle back. Cause I definitely want to get your advice on that. Absolutely. Um, I'm making a note about safety on there. <laughs> so I, I want to know, since you, some of the highlights of the places that you've been, um, you can talk about that. I want to know where do you think people should, like before they get off this earth, where must they go? You know what I mean? Like I, I just would love your opinion on that. Well, okay. So the world is an incredibly beautiful place and there's so much to see. But I have to tell you, one of my favorite places, hands down, has been Budapest, Hungary. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, that's way, way, way over in Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's far to get to. But Budapest is amazing, not only for the currency exchange rate. You will live like a king or a queen. It is incredible. Your money goes so far. I mean, you can, so first of all, the thing I didn't know before traveling to Hungary was the immense amount of wineries that they have and vineyards all over. Hungary is a really big country and they have incredible wine, but also because of the exchange rate, you can go to um, wine bars and really like focused wine restaurants and get beautiful glasses of wine for two to $3 USD. Wow. Um, which is incredible. And I, this is not hangover wine. This is not sugar wine. This is nice quality wine. Um, and then going to restaurants again, if you want to splash out and have a three to five course meal with a rooftop view, you can easily say we're going to spend with wine and all that 100 to 125 USD. Now that wouldn't be you know, that would be normal in Europe um, for anywhere with the Euro, especially if you're in a big city, you'd be spending a lot more than that. Um, so it's, it's really incredible to see how far your money goes. But the other cool thing about Budapest, besides the culture and the amazing history, you know, I mean, they've had a lot of sad stuff go on between uh, World War One, World War Two, communism, which just ended in 1989. So, you know, there's a lot of things that um, Hungary has gone through as a country, but they have all of these natural baths. So there's over 12 baths in Budapest. 
Budapest that you can go to and they have men and women days, but they also have group days and you wear clothes so nobody's naked. Um, but it's really cool um, and it's really great for your skin. So there's no chlorine in it, um, but everything and it's all these different heated pools and temperatures um, and it's just super cool and you can go into the saunas and the steam rooms and there's cold baths and hot baths um, and everything. It's very art deco. So it's kind of like things you'd see from like the great Gatsby era. So it's really beautiful. And for instance, one of them you can, you can go to, it's called the Geller, ba, um, Geller Bath and Spa. Um, you can get an hour and a half aromatic couples massage and a full day entrance to the bath with, they call them private cabins, but essentially private changing rooms where you can then, you know, get out your phone and your camera and bring it and then take off all your jewelry, just kind of like a lot more privacy. Um, for the full day, you can spend like 125 USD. And that includes an hour and a half aromatic couples mas massage. Like that's insane. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so I guess I'm long-winded, but Budapest is amazing. <laughs> history as, you know, in, in grade school and then high school. Cause that's, I feel like there's a lot of knowledge that you have to know just like geographically. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's just so much, I mean, specifically if we're just going to focus on Europe, let alone let's forget Asia, how old Asia is. Um, you know, Europe just has so much history, you know, as Americans were babies. Um, and, and so there's just so much to learn and there's so much that's gone on. And really when we think about like, just trying to figure out like one part of a, of a country's culture and history, it's just, there's so much to learn and there's so many amazing tours you can do. And the cool thing is like in all these cities, they do all these like free walking tours. Um, you can learn about, you know, all these different times in history. And, and, you know, I think the best part about it is you don't have to be this history buff. I think it makes it a lot more interesting because I'm not a huge museum person. I'd be like, I have like a time limit on how long I can spend in a museum before I kind of shut off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of turn on better that way with a live guide who's really like making history come to life. I think that's um, a much, well, for me personally, a, a cooler way to experience a city. Well, I could tell you're super passionate about travel. Like I'm, we're looking at each other right now and like Rachel is lighting up. Okay. She's <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Like it, it must be awesome to have a job that you're just so jazzed every day about, which is super cool. So yeah, uh, that's, that's goals, you know, <laughs> we'll get there. But um, so my next question was kind of floating into, and you mentioned it a little bit when you were talking about, you know, your favorite place to go affordability when it comes to travel. Uh, is travel affordable? Do you think? So, yes, travel is affordable. Um, and there's a few ways to make it super affordable. So the farther out you plan, this is in regards to flights, accommodation, um, you know, flights. I, I work with people a year to a year and three months out. So as a travel agent, um, I'm given flight options four to five months in advance to what people would find online. So that's, that's really cool. Um, and again, um, you know, the farther out you can plan, it allows you a bit more flexibility. So even with your job, if you have to request time off, I work with like a lot of school teachers. I work with a lot of nurses um, and specifically, you know, time off. It's very specific and they have to request it, uh, you know, far enough in advance, specifically with nurses and their schedules and things like that. So you know, if you have flexibility, you say, listen, we'd like to travel in this month, then it helps me to say, actually, by having this one day moved earlier, it's, you know, $400 cheaper on the flights. Like that flexibility really can save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, then the next day of the, sorry, is there a certain day of the week that's best to fly out? 
Yes. So I would avoid Fridays, Sundays, and Mondays specifically because, you know, a lot of people, and I get it, sometimes there's no way to work around it, but a lot of people are going to take that Friday off and get a head start on the weekend or, you know, this is even for internal flights in the U.S. You know, the Friday flights are going to be higher. If you can leave Thursday, sometimes that's even better. And then if you can leave on like a Tuesday morning, um, but, and you know, every once in a while, there's like some good Monday flights, but I feel like they kind of take advantage of the idea that people are leaving on Friday, coming back on Mondays. Yeah, I got you. You were going to go into the second tip about affordability, but I just, you made me think of that. No, no, that's a great question. Um, well, with accommodation, so the cool thing about um, how I work is I'm not locked in as an agent with certain hotels. Um, I don't have contracts with them. So what I am able to do, and I think is cool, is offer a wide variety um, and mix of accommodations. So I work with Erasmus students, you know, people that are going through hostels and doing a whole mix. Then I work with people who have no budget at all, you know, and I, I think what's great about it is like between Airbnbs, you can have like a nice mix of, you know, air conditioning. You can have luxury Airbnbs. You can have privacy, um, but you also can then mix your, you know, especially if you have a budget, you can mix staying between, you know, a really nice hotel, um, yeah. to, you know, and really nice Airbnb. And the cool thing about it is like, it depends on where you go. You know, when you're in Italy, I would say, as much as you can stay in some amazing Airbnbs. They're, they're incredible. They have so much character. But for instance, if you're in Munich, I think Airbnbs are disappointing in Munich. I think you should just stay in a hotel. Um, so I think it's great, especially with your budget, to mix and match it. Um, you know, and you don't have to have a massive budget to travel. But again, the farther out you can go, the better. And then, you know, there's lots of options. You, you can kind of, again, mix and match. Do you want to have that private guide that takes you around Paris all day? Or then when you're, you're here, you're okay with doing a small group tour. You know, I think, again, it's all about prioritizing what's really important to you. Um, do you want to do the hot air balloon in Tuscany with the, champ, uh, with the Prosecco breakfast and fresh goat cheese after you land? You know, that's going to cost a lot of money. But the rest of the day, you don't have to do any private tours. So then you can kind of play around with it. And I think that's where I can help people is that it's like, you tell me what your budget is and I'm going to work within your budget and I'm going to show you lots of different ways to mix and match things and, and play around with things. And, and that's a good thing is like, because things aren't just set. You don't just have like, well, this is a prepackaged set thing that I've given you and you're not interested in A, B, C, or D. It, it doesn't have to be this amount, you know? And I think that's what I want people to know is that I think, especially in America, travel is really expensive in the United States. Like when I was living in New York City and flying home to Kansas City, even on a non-holiday time, even on not peak days, I was still paying almost $425, $450 round trip. And I love Southwest with two free check bags. Don't get me wrong. But it's <laughs> expensive. It's so expensive to go home. And you think, why would I ever be able to fly to Paris? Or why would I be able to fly to Thailand or wherever you want to go? Um, right. But it really is affordable. I think planning out in advance, even if you do it on your own, is just like start playing around with dates way, way, way farther out, you know? So a year out and then focusing on accommodations. I know people yeah. are hesitant about Airbnbs. Um, I love them, you know? I, I do too, yeah. I even thought about Airbnb being Airbnb my house out, but I'm a little, I'm a little, my mom's a little leery. Let me say it like that. Sure. You know, but like, it's so funny because even when we bought, um, we were just back home in Kansas City this last Christmas because we do every other Christmas and um, we stayed in an Airbnb down in Brookside. Um, one of like my clients um, um, ended up Airbnb out their house and we, we stayed there and they were, it was just amazing. It was like the best thing ever. I loved it. Um, and thinking about that, 
yeah, that could work, but I don't know. I have to convince my parents. And that's right. That's, <laughs> you know, but you know, I, I travel full time. Um, well, we live full time through Airbnb. So we move every month and we live in a, you know, in an apartment so we can cook and we can do our laundry and live like normal people. You know, we're not always just eating out like that wouldn't make us traveling full time. You know, it wouldn't make it really affordable. So, um, but I've never had an issue and I send so many, I have so many people who use Airbnbs and I think just from doing it so much, I'm able to see where pictures are incorrect or not accurate or something doesn't seem right. You know, I think, I think my, my thing, if I could give advice to anyone, if you're looking at Airbnb, they have a solid 15 reviews. Don't be afraid. Facts. Facts. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I should have asked this earlier, but let's talk about safety while traveling because, sure. because that is, a concern people have, especially when it comes to growing, going abroad. As I mentioned, my mother in love, she was the first thing she said, Oh, pickpockers, pickpockers. I've been putting my phone in my back pocket, you know, and then I can kind of hear my mother in law like, Don't do that. Someone could come and grab it. <laughs> a little. <laughs> but, like, how do you combat that? And, and where do you think it's at its worst, I guess? So, I mean, in any big city, like even if, even if you were in a smaller city, like in the, in the areas where you're going to be walking and maybe in larger groups of people, sure, there will always be maybe someone who is looking to take something off of you. But um, I think just doing like smart things, like when you carry your purse, if you have like a side sling bag, put it like on the front of your thigh, not the back of your hip. When you're going up a set of stairs or like you're in the metro. Um, when you're in a large group of people, if you're near like the Fontana di Trevi in Rome and there's hordes of people, just keep your bag closer to you. Or a lot of people like, I think as women, we're all kind of guilty of this. If you have like a lot of different zips on your purse, just have them all closed. And those outer zips, you know, your backpack, let's say your backpack or any, any kind of, you know, side bag that maybe a guy would carry, you know, have it tissues, you know, hand sanitizer, all that stuff is on those outer zips, the important stuff, your money, your, you know, your hotel, your apartment key, um, you know, your ID, all those things should be on inside zips that you would actually feel them unzipping it. Um, so I wouldn't be fearful of those things. I would say though, our phones are ginormous now compared to the sizes of our pockets. I would put your phone in your front pocket um, as a guy and your wallet, unless you have a a button on your back pocket um, that you can close or Velcro pockets because Velcro pockets are coming back in and I don't really believe that, but they have been coming back in. So if you've got a Velcro back pocket, then you put your wallet back there because there's no way nobody will hear that. So, um, <laughs> yes. Oh, those are super awesome. The only thing I, my husband, he thought he was being funny. He had this little clear, some, container and he put a, a little fake card in the back and he put it in his back pocket just to see what would happen no yeah. one touched it but he was just like I'm just curious if anyone will actually do anything to me but no but one you know what? it's a good experiment and he can then say with confidence like no you know what it was actually fine yeah exactly so he was able to tell mom like everything worked out I had a little faker and no one touched it so we were <laughs> everything was fine yeah <laughs> But I mean, you have to be where anywhere, like the thing I would even say over like pickpockets are, um, you know, and it's really common in a lot of the big cities would be um, women. And it's really sad. It's a lot of young girls who come up and they'll either pretend that they are, um, they're deaf. 
um, and they'll have things for you to sign um, to like donate money and um, you can donate money to them but sometimes there's three or four of them and again people have their phones out or their bags open and somebody will take something and um, I was a bike tour guide in Paris so I would always warn my clients of this very much near like the Louvre and things like that so it's a really safe place there's policemen around but there's a lot of people and and one of them went to get a crepe and they had their wallet out and people came up and I always say put your hand out and just say no thank you no merci no grazie like whichever country you're in and and they'll they'll walk away because you've already put your distance out like no thank you you don't have to be afraid of them they're not scary um but they they didn't do that and they took her wallet but she didn't notice it until like five minutes later and they were already gone you know so um you know bad things happen all over the world but i it's nothing to be fearful of i think just being attentive is a good key and i'll say this if you go out in the evening and you plan to have a few drinks and have a good time absolutely no problem don't take all of your credit cards with you don't carry all of your euros or your cash on you don't carry your passport with you leave those things in your accommodation so at the end of the day if you left your purse somewhere because you were having a little bit of fun and maybe you had a little <laughs> right. bit too much wine all you lost was one credit card. You have a backup credit card there. You didn't lose all of your euros because you don't carry it all on you. And you didn't lose your passport. Maybe you lost your driver's license. And at the end of the day, while you'd be frustrated, you only have to make one phone call to shut off your credit card and everything is okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, and someone told me to carry my passport with me everywhere I was like uh, no I'm not doing that no I, only on your travel days you know but I, I leave it in your leave it in your hotel room and you know you can always do a Xerox copy of your passport but I say to people if they ask for a form of ID you know when you're paying or anything like that your driver's license is hunky-dory fine you know it's really okay awesome you had brought up another thought that I had but of course I lost it so um, it'll come back to you. I'm sure <laughs> I talk a lot. I'm sorry. I'm like, you have to just interrupt me. Cause I, I I'm like, I was, a, I was writing down little notes so that I would know things, but I just, it's gone. It's gone forever. Um, oh yes. Okay. Oh no, it's gone again. Oh Lord. Sorry. <laughs> listeners. Is this like, if anyone's aspiring to be a travel agent, what is yes. life offered to them? And then maybe it'll come back. So, um, you know, something that I would advise, you know, I don't have a degree in business. I have, um, I have a degree in theater and I, you know, I did that in New York for seven years. Um, and then I just decided to go in a different direction. And I'd say that, you know, you're going to have a lot of people who, I think this is just like as starting your own business in general, there's a lot of people that might be like, oh, well, what experience do you have? And you learn by doing right. You learn by by going and, and, and pushing yourself and reading, like I, I recommend like follow um, different, you know, Instagram is amazing. Social media is amazing for a lot of reasons in regards to how you can learn. And I say, follow other travel agents, follow people who are traveling and what they're doing. Um, and I think the best thing about it is like, when you can go and when you can travel, even if you can't travel full time, I know that's not a normal thing, but like when you're abroad, try to make connections with local people. See, um, you know, there's so many people who are amazing guides and with these free walking tours, you can actually 
like reach out and meet them and you can have, you know, an opportunity where that guide can create a personalized tour for your clients. I mean, there's so many ways that we can reach out through social media and technology now. And the world is a really big place. So I have other people, other people I know who've been interested in starting their own travel agencies. And I've had them reach out to me like, I just want you to know, I'm not trying to, and it's like, why would I be upset with you? There is 50 states and there's Canada and there's Europe. There's the whole world. It is a big world out there. And I think the biggest thing we need to do is be supportive of one another. And um, I don't know. I just, I, there's no reason that we have to say our competition are our enemies. Our competition, you know, can help us in, in so many ways, you know? That's true. And I remember what I was going to ask now. You had brought up language. So that was another thing. I'm just thinking about all the things that I was intimidated about going abroad. And that was another yeah. thing. Super intimidating, like learning the language, because I, I feel like Paris, you know, they might, the Parisians may be a little less friendly as, as the, the Italians were, which maybe isn't the case, but we're learning a few little key phrases. So do you think that's important to like uh, learn a few things? I do think learning hello, goodbye, or like, you know, good evening, thank you, and the phrase I would like. I would like goes a really long way. And you know what? They're overly impressed when you have those basic things, specifically in France, like for instance, culturally, for some reason, and I actually really like it. I don't mind it. It's really important that you say hello, whether you walk into a shop, whether you come up and ask someone for directions, hello is the first thing you must say. Bonjour, bonsoir. I don't know why, but they just want you to acknowledge that you're talking to another person and then you ask your question or then you browse the shop. Um, and same thing, like just with ordering, I think it just goes a long way to be like, you're trying and even if you feel like you're butchering it, it's, it's you acknowledging that you're in another country where English isn't the first language because I think where people kind of get bent out of shape and specifically maybe even Persians, they get the bad name is like, People just walk up and I see it all the time and it's not out of trying to be rude, you know? It just, also it's a nerves, right? We get nervous when it's like, oh, what's the phrase again? What's the phrase? And I've done this so many times, but it's just, they walk up and they'll just say, can you tell me where? And it, instead of just, even if it's the most bonsoir, like the most twang you could ever put into a French accent for a word, it's okay. I think it's just showing that you're trying. And I think that's a big part of it. So whether you're in France or Rome or uh, France or Italy or even Hungary, people are really delighted to see people try. And I think they're more friendly after. Okay. Yes. Cause that was, that was always the thing that I was always worried about. And so my husband would usually be the one that would always greet people. And then they would, yeah. I feel like they knew we were American. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the black skin or anything, but I feel like they already knew that we were Americans before we even took a, a breath to even attempt to say something. But so that was just cracking up. I was just like, no, you know what? Like, even though like the big thing I've just noticed is like in the last 10 years, the amount of people that speak English in all of these countries, um, I mean, they all take English in school, um, but really pretty much anyone over the age of over the age of 50, maybe they don't have much English, but really if they're under the age of 50, there's a good chance they have, they're fluent in both languages. Well, what I would call fluent, they'd say, oh, my English is horrible. And I'd say, you've literally spoken in every tense correctly. Um, you're amazing. And what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. I experienced that trying to get on a train and they were like, oh, not so much. And then we, we just wrote down what we wanted and kind of use the phrases we knew how to say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been so great talking to you, Rachel. Is there anything else as far as traveling? Why, you know, people want to work with you that you want to share? 
Oh, well, just, um, you know, if, if you are passionate about travel, if you are wondering if you, if you're like, I have this small budget, but is it possible? Just reach out and ask. I'll tell you if I think it's doable or not. I've worked with so many different budgets. Um, and you know, travel is really affordable. I think if you, if you give enough time to when your travel date is, um, there's so many possibilities. Um, and you know, it's, it's out there. And even if you decide not to use a planner, um, you know, I think the biggest thing would be just like really do some research and plan as far in advance as you can, because the deals are out there and travel really is for everybody and it's affordable. And I think the other thing I would say, this is a big thing is like you watch the news and I was in Paris for the last two months and I didn't once see a riot happen. And I know there are a few people throwing things and there are, um, you know, protests going on. The French are historically famous for protests, but the amount of people that were like your, your parents' age and my parents' age peacefully in their yellow vest going around and they're talking about things and then they all go to a cafe together and sit down and talk. They, I think the way the news shows things today, and this is not me trying to be political, it's across the world, is like, what's the most graphic, scary looking thing we could show? The world is really a safe place to travel to. Like people are like, I, it just, it's a good place and there's good people everywhere and I would not be afraid to travel. I would say that. I really, really mean that. I would not be fearful to travel. Um, so don't just, don't take the headline that the news shares with you and take it as, as fact that that's the entire city or that's everything that's going on in that whole country because it's, it's not the case. Oh, you know, I'm going to make sure that my mother-in-law hears this because, you know, she's the one a little, a little worried, but I got and, and I understand the worry. I understand the worry, but it's, um, you know, I just, the more and more I travel, the more I realize we're not all that different. We may speak a different language. We may eat different foods and have different ways. We eat our foods and at different times, but we're really not that, we're not that different as people. We really aren't. Let the people know where they can find you, socials, if you want to give out your email, all that. Yeah. Kind of um, I'll put so it my, guys. Oh, awesome. Um, my business is for the story. So it's like F O R do it for the story for the story vacations. And my, e, uh, my website is for the story dot vacations. You can find me on Instagram for the story vacations and my Facebook page for the story vacations in case you were wondering. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And again, I'll put all that in the show notes. Awesome. awesome. Rachel, well, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. And I'm super excited about your trip. And um, I just thank you so much. You really just brightened my whole month when I got your email, when you asked Yay. me to be on. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, we're going to move on to the next segment. But don't you go away because I have a question. <laughs> okay. Rachel is out here selling people dreams with that uh hot air balloon and the Prosecco and the goat cheese. Like, come on, you shouldn't just, you know, get you a Rachel. Okay. But some of the things that I love that she had mentioned was about just making sure you're, you're looking into these trips in advance, which can really help your budget. If you are planning in advance, knowing that you want to go out of the country, knowing that you want to take a trip, as we had mentioned in previous episodes about budgeting beforehand about your travel and just being a little bit more mindful financially of what you want to do, how that, that can help when you're coming with the travel agent or if you're booking by yourself um, to make sure you're getting the best deal. Even, and I love that she mentioned those dates um, that were not the best to travel on. I think she said the weekend, like Friday, Monday, 
well, you guys heard of that type of thing. So that's an excellent tip. And honestly, just a testament to working with her, she's she's been able to lay out kind of what we want and match what we want to do in London and Paris later on this year. And now we're in an interesting dilemma where it's like, okay, do we go to Disney Paris or do we go to Champagne, France? You know, so it's just, it's tricky what we might do, but we're going to work it out. So (laughs) the positive tip is that if you are interested, and this is pretty much what I feel like my takeaway from talking to Rachel was, if you are interested in traveling, don't be intimidated to go international. You can go international. You, even if you're not familiar with the language, as she mentioned a lot, especially if you're within the city, uh, people speak English. If you're in with like a metropolis, is you know, people speak English. And sure, yes, it is perfectly polite to learn a few things, and that's good. But don't to try not to be so stressed out about that. And then another thing that she talked about was again planning in advance with your with your budget, and also knowing that if you can do this a year out. And kind of see where you can go, then you'll be able to get the best deals. And lastly, also just doing your research is kind of what I gained from her. And obviously, if you were to utilize her services, you would be able to have her expertise and her knowledge of everything she offers. I mean, she'll tell you restaurants to go to, places to have drinks at. Like, that's how thorough she is. Um so, yes, and I will put her, again, as I mentioned before, I'll put her information in the show notes, and I promise, actually, I'm working right now on some infographics for the information of the gems that she dropped. So, you'll have that on my social media pages as well. Yeah, that is that Young Black Mrs. Podcast, Facebook and Instagram you're getting value out of this show, please share it with your friends. Or if you're on a platform such as Apple Pod where you can write us a review, please do so. I really appreciate it. That always helps me to reach more people. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys get out and travel. And if you do go out and travel or if, if you reach out to Rachel, I totally want to hear about it and just let her know that you heard You heard about her from my podcast, and that'll be super cool. All right. No, we're done. Wrapping it up. Next, talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) 